Tone it down. Make other people comfortable. Lizzo, put on more clothes. Don't show so much skin. You could be big, but you should be big like, and then they'll like point to a Amber Riley. They'll point but to- But that's not fair because Amber Riley did a whole thing about losing weight online. Yes. And getting into Riley shape for her health. Dress, she doesn't dress, I'm telling you that's what true. it is. She, yeah, doesn't, yeah, yeah. she doesn't dress as provocative. So it's more palatable. The same way Lil Nas X is, I mean, Frank Ocean is more palatable than a Lil yeah. Nas X because it's in your face, right? Mm -hmm. And then everybody says, oh, he's really not like that for real. It's a gimmick. It's a gimmick. Could these be gimmicks? Yes. But could that just be them expressing themselves? Yes. Nobody gave a damn when Lady Gaga was out here expressing herself wearing full-on meat suits. Right. They, they applauded it, right? Mm -hmm. Same thing with you know, Young Miami, oh, that's an act. She needs to tone herself down. If she really wants to take Carisha, please, to the next level, she needs to learn how to be more subdued and more professional and less ghetto. Do you know who I feel would say things like this? Who? Claire Huxtable. <laughs> With her uppity self, yes, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, 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 what's good, everybody? What's good, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Combo for the Culture. I am your host, Michael Butler, and I'm here with my good, 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 good sis, our resident church girl, our resident um, biracial queen, our resident expert of all things traveling while mixed. <laughs> oh, I butcher that. What's up, Lizzie? How you feeling? Hey, hey, I'm doing really good. Today was a beautiful day in Kenya, in Nairobi, Kenya, to be exact. Nairobi. Yes. I'm, listen, loving it, loving it, loving seeing you enjoy yourself over there. Um, it's, it's good stuff. Um, I am doing good. I am doing really good. Um, this week, this Monday, we launched the Black Gay Agenda. Um, so that has been pretty cool. Hopefully you can't hear these sirens. Uh, living in the city, y'all, y'all will always be hearing sirens at random times. And it's like, the minute we start recording, here comes some sirens. Anywho, um, yeah, we dropped the Black Gay Agenda. Uh, make sure that you go ahead and you check out the show notes here. Um, and if you want to tap into that, just uh, follow the show notes and you can check out episode one. It's doing really good. I'm surprised um, at the reception so far. It's so good, y'all. Like, it is so good. And it's intriguing as someone that's not a part of that community. Like, I feel like I'm learning so much as well and like hearing other people's perspectives. So, literally, genuinely, check it out. Make sure you check it out, y'all. Make sure you check it out. And you know what? We're going to get right into it. We're going to get right into it because we got a good show for y'all today. We have a good show for y'all today. And they're, uh, we're going to start off lighthearted. And unfortunately, uh, as we get deeper into the show, we got to talk about some serious stuff because white folks are white folking again, and they're doing <laughs> they're doing what they do best, right? Terrorizing. Um, mm -hmm. And you know what did I say? America has a problem. Remember that? Yes. And I remember. Once again, it proves to be true, right? Racist white oh. folks is America's biggest problem. Anyways. We're going to get right into it. We're going to get right into it. Make sure that you, as you're listening to this, make sure that you go ahead and um, give us a rating and a review if you haven't. Give us a rating and a review. Give us a rating and a review. Real quick, I want to send an update, okay? I want to get an uh, update. Uh, as we know, the uh, NBA playoffs are currently happening right now. 
Um, it's tied up. Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat are tied up one game apiece. Um, and Adam Silver. Adam Silver is the um <sighs> the commissioner, the NBA commissioner, and he said that he will wait until the NBA finals are over to go ahead and announce uh John Morant's punishment, okay? So as we know, we've talked about John Morant uh in the past about you know him and these guns because he likes to play with guns. Um yeah. And the rumor right now is the speculation that's being speculated right now is that John Morant is going to miss at least 30 games out of the 82 game season. So that's about half the season for the most part. He's going to miss uh, 30 games. Um, that's going to affect his team's record. That's going to affect his pay as well because some of the stuff, you know, uh, in his contract, he got to have a certain amount of points for the year, certain amount be selected to like the NBA first, second, third team, like all of those type of things to get those. Um, that extra money to come in, so he's gonna lose out. He's gonna lose a lot of money this season for having to uh, sit out. Right now, yeah. now it was reported on the Breakfast Club yesterday that John Morant's camp claims that the gun in recent IG Live video was a toy. However, Adam Silver is still going to go through with the suspension, looking like it should be thirty games, as I said, even if the NBA knows that it was a toy gun. Yeah. How do you feel? Do you think 30 games is too much or do you think it's not enough? Because a lot of people are saying it should be more than 30 games because this is the second infraction in that second incident. I think 30 games is enough. I think that whether they want to say it's a toy or not, it's important to let him know that like this is the second time. So it hasn't enough of an impact. Unfortunately, his whole team may suffer. Right. They may not make it to the finals. There's a lot that can happen um, because of 30 games. It has a greater impact and a consequence on everyone. So I'm OK with that. I'm OK with it, too. Um, I wish him the best. Um, <laughs> I wish him the best. And we'll leave it there. There's another topic, but I really don't feel like talking about um, Stephen Tapdan Smith. Stephen A. Tapdan Smith. Uh -huh. um, all right. So we're going to start off with the new opening of the show and the new opening of the show. Now we've been building it and now I've finally got it solidified how I want it to be. So you will hear the Jackass of the week followed by it's followed by the WTF moment of the week, followed by the, it's not that serious segment mm. where I go ahead and I take something that people are, because one thing that we see in um, today Everybody wants to think peace, everything. Everybody wants to dissect and deconstruct and all of these things. And sometimes it's not that serious. But we're going to start off with uh, the jackass of the week. Now, the jackass of the week goes to a young lady who, at one point, I could not stand, right? Oh, <laughs> um, Like, literally couldn't stand her, like, real I, bad. Oh, I couldn't stand her because I hated how I just couldn't stand her. She was just a lot for me um, between her stealing her self-affirmation book Cause how do you steal a self-affirmation book? Hello. Uh, <laughs> to her talking about, you know, downing people who had nine to five jobs. Right. But then I went down to Atlanta. Um, I went to the morning meetup conference uh, from David Chen's sleep is for suckers and Donnie Wiggins. We love you, Donnie. Um, <laughs> I went out to the conference. He had interviewed B. Simone and, I had a whole different outlook on her. I was like, yo, I actually kind of like her, right? Mm -hmm. I kind of respect her. Long story short, let's fast forward things just a little bit, right? So as we know, last week, um, 
Jackie O, who was, you know, a member of the cast, a cast member of um, Miss Jackie O, who was a cast member of Wild and Out. She was also um, with DC Young Fly, right? DC Young yeah. Fly. Uh, they have a beautiful, had a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful family together. They've been together for some years. Um, she passed away. Um, and I want to say it's due to complications from her um, mommy makeover, plastic mm -hmm. surgery, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah, she passed away. Uh, her and B. Simone were friends, right? Yeah. Uh, because B. Simone was also, is also, you know, a regular on uh, Wild and Out. So, yesterday, B. Simone posted something, and it was really weird, and the internet is dragging her. And, and, and I, I believe the internet should be dragging her, and this is why she's the jackass of the week. So, I'm going to pull it up. For those of you who don't know, B. Simone has a close friends, right? And then on her close friends, she just shares different stuff that, you know, she doesn't share with the regular timeline. Um, B. Simone, I do give her um, respect because she was one of the first people who was doing this close friends thing, right? Yeah. Before and at least charging. charging people for it. So much that she was one of the reasons why Instagram went ahead and started subscriptions, right? Sure. Because she was charging people and making a lot of money from her close friends. So I salute her for that. But for this, I don't salute her, and she's the jackass of the week because of it. So she said this on her timeline yesterday. If you're not, first of all, I'm going to need you to understand the difference between your and your. So she said Y-O-U-R and not Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. So what she was trying to say, if you, if you are not, not if you're not. So yeah. the fact that she doesn't have a basic grasp of the English, English language, apparently I don't <laughs> either. Uh, the point <laughs> that she doesn't have a basic grasp of the English language kind of bothers me, right? Because yeah. I said, well, maybe it was a typo. As you know, there was that douchebag who um, called me out for not capitalizing the B. So I understand and I recognize the B in black. I understand <laughs> and I recognize that sometimes people have typos. But she wrote it. Y O U R twice, so I'm assuming that that's what she thinks it is. Okay, anywho, yeah. she said, If you're not all my close friends, you're not going to see much of my life during this time. Close friends, I love you. Thank you for being a safe space, praying emoji, heart emoji. And then she put a link that says, Join my close friends now. I have a problem with this. And she's done a lot of bottom of the she's done a lot of trashy things. But I said the other day in my tweet that I feel like this was the bottom of the barrel because to me, profiting off of your friend's death is wild, right? It's wild, 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 wild. Like if any of y'all mm -hmm. who consider yourself my friend and you're you're listening right now, um, if y'all did like a fish fry for the culture, I would come back. And beat your ass. I'm screaming. Not you selling fish dinners in my name and pocketing <laughs> it talking about fish fry for the culture. Are you serious? Am I am I am I tripping making her the jackass of the week? Is this wrong? Do you feel this is wrong or Am no, I, I feel it's much? wrong. I feel like B doesn't like ever think, right? Like she's okay. been known for these things because she doesn't think things through. And like she's constantly trying to make money or put, I think this is a case of like your goal driven, like I have to get money, get money, get money, get money person. And mm -hmm. I don't think she thought about it. I don't think she thought it through. I think she was just like, 
yeah, I'm like, I don't think it was a premeditated action. I think that she literally was going about her life and needed to post about her close friends, maybe in her like content calendar. She had that, right? Because she's a very organized influencer as well. And it was like, well, these are my emotions too. She gets herself in trouble on her podcast all the time for this. Like, think about it first. So I think it's terrible. I would not profit, like, if my very close friend who I did even work with, if Micah was not here, I would not be selling anything. I would not be driving people anywhere to make money unless it was, like, a foundation in his name. So it, right. it doesn't make any sense. It's, like, self-profit, right? So right. it doesn't make sense. But for knowing who B. Simone is, I, I expect this from her at this point. It's trash, but this is what she does. And I mean, she may very well, you know, put some money towards the, the uh, Miss Jackie O and DC Young Fly's children. There may be a foundation there, but in hindsight, she's the jackass of the week because in hindsight, this is tasteless. This is really yeah. tasteless. For sure. Okay. All right. That, 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 that was that. Now, we're going to move on, okay? We're going to move on to the WTF moment of the week. Now, the WTF moment of the week is something that I see while I'm scrolling Instagram, while I'm scrolling TikTok, while I'm scrolling Twitter, um, that just causes me to say, what the... Now, <laughs> this right here is a story that I actually saw on the Neighborhood Talk, right? So, uh, mm -hmm. the man's name is Xavier Pope. E-X-A-B-I-E-R Pope like Olivia, okay? So he tweeted this. He said, <laughs> this Uber East driver just asked me to cash up him gas money to bring my food to me. Now, I'm going to read you the text, okay? So it says, hey. He says <laughs> to the Uber driver, hello. He says, I'm going to I'm gonna run out of gas. Can you cash at me a few bucks for gas, please? <laughs> Excuse I me? I had no idea you were that far. So he first texted that it looks like inside of the actual Uber app, right? Then yeah. he texted the number and said, yo, it's your Uber driver. <laughs> I, can't <laughs> make it, I can't make it to you unless I can somehow get gas money. No response. Also, this is at 4, 4 or 5 a.m., okay? Just throwing that out there. Then he says, hello. So, <laughs> so the response was, this is unprofessional, which it is, right? <laughs> so then the Uber driver says, I understand. I'm very sorry, but let me know what you want me to do. Nigga, I want you to bring me my food. What you mean what I want you to do? However, let's keep going. He says, I can't be stuck on the highway. That is not my problem, okay? That oh. is not my problem. It's the same thing as leaving a tip. So now, not only are you not bringing my food, now you're being honorary as hell. And you're me it's the same thing, me sending you gas money, right? It's the same thing as uh, leaving a tip. So... He said, give me my food first. Because I would say the same thing. Give me my food. I want my food. Because if we are being honest already, Uber, I paid one day. Uh, I didn't want to walk over to Harold's. I didn't want to leave the house. So it was uh -huh. like eight wings 
right? After the service fee, the delivery fee, the tax. Yeah. My dumbass paid like $24 for eight ticket wings and some fries, right? Ridiculous. So Uber's already high. Now you talking about you need gas money? That is not my problem. Right. So, so he said, give me my food first. Then the Uber driver responds with, that's the problem. I don't have gas to get you your food or else I wouldn't ask. I just need enough gas to make it to you, sir. Then that's Xavier Pope says, that's not my problem. Bring my food, man. Before I just go wild and crazy, Lizzie, what yeah. do you think about this? You know what I actually thought? I actually thought maybe he's African because because this is a thing that they do with Uber all the time. And it's not even food. It's like literally like you'll be going like, I was coming from the airport and they're like, oh, um, it's going to be 200 extra shillings to get on the highway. And I'm like, we used Uber. And he's like, I know, but, and I'm like, no, it's okay. Like, just take us the other way. If I'm going down the street and they're like, well, where are you going? They'll call, they'll actually call with you where are you going just look in the app bro what are you doing it's like oh well that's gonna take me an extra 500 shillings it's like a consistent um like kind of scam way that they do things or like a demand that they place <laughs> on you so it made me think that and i think it's ridiculous because how are you holding my food hostage Hot like that's food. not my problem hello like bring me my food it, and who said i was gonna tip you anyways hello right like, and uh -huh. then the then, then, then the thing is, like, Uber, they'll take forever to give you your money back, right? They'll exactly. give you, like, 48, 72 hours to even refund you. And then what you need to do for me, you need to refund me. And I need some vouchers. Yeah. At least right. $50 worth of vouchers, depending on whatever I ordered, you need to double that in vouchers. Right. And make sure the vouchers work, Uber, because I've had times where y'all gave me a voucher for y'all's F up and then I put the voucher in and it don't even work. Which is ridiculous. Like you need to replace my food because here's the other issue. Like if you're in the, it's 408, then they may not be available and they'll just send you like credits, like $10 worth of credits. But how can mm -hmm. I buy my $50 meal? Yes. Because let's be honest, it, it gets hiked up there really fast. Mm -hmm. Like even if you're ordering Chick-fil-A in the morning, early mm -hmm. that morning, what is like $10 in the drive-thru is like 32. So you need to replace the food that didn't come because your driver didn't do right. But we all get screwed out of it. But this is the yep. most egregious to me. Cause what? Agreed. You need to have gas before you accept food orders. I'm confused. It's a ghetto. This is the ghetto. And, <laughs> and, and I understand it's hard times out here, right? Um, I'm a mm -hmm. wrestler fan and there was a time where there was a wrestler called Dusty Rhodes, baby. And <laughs> Dusty Rhodes would say, let me tell you something about hard times, baby. Um, hard baby. times is getting up in the morning before the before the sun even comes out, baby, and having to go to work so you can provide for your kids. That's hard times, baby. But hard times is not getting your broke, dusty, crusty, ashy ass in your car knowing that you don't have gas and accepting Uber rides. That's not hard times. That's foolishness. <laughs> Rob me my money, Uber. Got me screaming into this mic like I'm Nicki Minaj. And you shouldn't just have a violation, like especially since it's on the Uber app. It needs to be like you don't drive anymore. Cause yeah. why? That's the WTF moment of the week, y'all. I'm over it. All right. <laughs>
we're going to get into the next segment, right? And the next segment is It's Not That Serious. Mm-hmm. The Kiki Palmer, right? The Keep, keep, a, keep a Job Kiki was on the Terrell <laughs> show um, last week. I love, 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 love everything about Kiki Palmer. I love everything about Terrell. So it was just like an amazing moment. And in the in the um in their interview, Claire Huxtable came up, right? He asked her like which sitcom character did she not really care for? And she said Claire Huxtable, and this is why. Mm-hmm. All right. Huxtable. She was she was up to y'all. Bottom Still cool though. Was it? Because her man was a doctor. She was just so like, you know, I'm Claire. <laughs> oh, Cliff. Girl, say what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, she got on my nerves sometimes. I'm like, Claire, this is real, sister girl. Girl, say what you're saying is a new friend and I'm here for it. All right, so that was Kiki Palmer on the Terrell show last week. Um, awesome show. Make sure that you guys go check it out. It was a great, 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 great episode, right? That was uh, Kiki on there. So anyways, um, I really loved how she was like, girl, say what you saying. But anyways, that was um, that. Now, it wasn't that serious. And this was like late last week that it dropped, right? The clip dropped. Then early this week, like yesterday, I started seeing some really, really, really weird discourse, right? People were calling her like a city girl. They were like, just because you don't have class and you're a city girl oh, yeah. doesn't mean that we can't uplift um, class and dignity. And um, there's this uh, blog or whatever. They they highlight a lot of stuff from the Cosby show, a lot of stuff from the different world. And I actually rock with them. They're called the Hillman Files, right? Hillman, mm-hmm. the Hillman College. They said, they shared this clip and they said, if uppity means an educated paid, gorgeous, cultured, well-traveled, bilingual queen, mother, and wife, then yes, Claire Huxtable is uppity AF. Also, um, on The Breakfast Club yesterday, Jess Hilarious, who's not hilarious, um, and Charlemagne and DJ Envy also had a lot to say about Kiki Palmer. Let's go ahead and listen to that. Ain't no way you had one little baby. You talking about <laughs> every time you do your Angela Bassett, you walk down the street. You thank your Angela Bassett. You do all the time. Ain't nobody got time for that. Listen, listen. I, do we have any audio from Claire Huxtable, the black of mother? Course. Listen, my mother reminds me of Claire Huxtable. So we're not even going to discredit that black woman, that mother. Play something. Would you and Dr. Huxtable like some coffee? Coffee? Yeah, coffee. You mean you're going to get it? Yeah. You're surprised? I'm sorry, Mrs. Huxtable. I didn't think you did that kind of thing. What kind of thing? You know, serve. Serve whom? Serve him. Oh, serve him! As in serve your man? Well, yeah. Let me tell you something, Elvis. You see, I am not serving Dr. Huxtable, okay? Okay. That's the kind of thing that goes on in a restaurant. Now, I'm going to bring him a cup of coffee, just like he brought me a cup of coffee this morning. And that, young man, is what marriage is made of. It is give and take 50-50. And if you don't get it together and drop these macho attitudes, you are never going to have anybody bringing you anything, anywhere, anyplace, anytime, ever. (laughs) 
about uppity my ass. Do we have the wretched? I know we got the wretched. Yeah, we got a head. Oh, well, Vanessa went to Baltimore. Let's play that. Isn't that where you were? Didn't you go down there to Baltimore and have big fun, Vanessa? Tell me, didn't you go for big fun? Shut up! <laughs> Don't you dare open your mouth when I'm asking you a question. Kiki ain't seen enough episodes. No, she had, in fact, I don't think that she. I don't know if she was watching Full House or something. I don't know what she was for. <laughs> but that, I, uh-uh. I don't think she's seen the show. I'm very shocked yeah. at that woman. Maybe no. she just saw a clip of Claire. Yeah, maybe right. she did, or the cast photo, perhaps. Jesus Christ! All right, all right, guys, all right. All right. So for me, um, so then somebody else wrote this, right? Somebody else wrote this. Uh, I'm gonna read a couple of comments, right? Comments for the culture, as we say. Somebody said, uh, "Blue." Still DC. Blue Still DC on Twitter said the implication that Claire Huxtable was not being real is unsettling. I live in DC and there is not a lot of Kiki Palmer personalities here, but I don't deny her reality is the black mosaic. Black people denying the realities of the upper middle class is a very bad prejudice. All right. So as we <laughs> as we continue, right, there was just there was a lot of discourse centered around it. People were like, Kiki, did you even watch the show? Um, uh, somebody said, Honey Galore said, for some reason I feel like Kiki was referencing code switching while actually using code switching herself in the discussion. Black people live with the anxiety of being at risk 99% of the day and often use this as a comforter when interacting. I hope this makes sense. And there was just a lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of, lot of com- uh, conversations centered around it, right? And that's why I said it's not that serious because Claire Huxtable, you know, and these are the same niggas who were just uh, 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 upset at white people being mad that Ariel is black, right? And saying that right. you, same black people who like, oh, it's a fictional character. Just enjoy the content, right? Just enjoy the film. Mm-hmm. Just enjoy the art, right? But now they're going up for a fictional character. They're acting like Felicia Rashad, I mean, We'll get to her. They're acting like Claire Huxtable is actually their mother. They're acting like yeah. he said, yo, mom ain't shit, right? <laughs> when she said that Claire was uppity. And guess what? Claire she was. was uppity. She was uppity. There's a lot of people who's uppity. Some of y'all niggas who sit out here and embrace black excellence, quote unquote yeah. black excellence, but it's really black elitism, right? Y'all True. are uppity when you think you're better than somebody else and you do more than somebody else because you have X, Y, and Z going on for you. There is uppity. There is such thing as bougie, bourgeois, regime Mm -hmm. from Living Single. She was a bougie, uppity woman. Truly. I think people don't like descriptive words. It's just... It's just descriptive, right? Like, we don't know the definitions of things, and then we automatically think that they're negative, but they ask for her opinion. Do you, what character don't you care for? She's allowed yeah. to not care for a character. Claire Huxville is not my favorite. I think some of the ways that they had her talk were kind of funny when she's like telling Alton, like, I make my tea for my husband, and he makes this for me a coffee, right? Like, yeah. I love the way she used to break things down in that way. But in yeah. general, her character is the descriptive word of uppity. Yeah. Right. And they're an upper middle class family. So it makes sense to use that verbiage and to say, I don't like, I didn't like her. Just say what you got to say. That's fine. Why are we making this a big deal, y'all? But it's the fake outrage, right? Because then people, yeah. when you see people like Ebony K. Williams, 
in the way yes. she speaks. Y'all mm-hmm. have a problem with that. Literally, her and uh, Claire Huxtable, they parallel. They do, yeah. Sure. They're both they're both lawyers. Oh, y'all don't like this gospel. They're both lawyers, right? They mm-hmm. both they both speak in a way that some might say, Oh, are you you're talking down to me? You're demeaning me, right? Same yeah. vibe. Same vibe. I bet you Claire Huxtable wasn't out here dating no damn bus drivers. That's for sure. Okay? <laughs> but, a, but a couple of weeks ago, right? Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, y'all were in the comments. Oh, who does she think she is? She's stuck up. She's uppity. She needs to be humbled. Y'all said niggas. I don't mm-hmm. get y'all. I really don't get y'all. It's not that serious. And one more thing. Y'all didn't go up like this when the person, the actual real life person behind Claire Huxtable, Miss Felicia yeah. Rashad, Felicia Rashad, was mm-hmm. out here booty clapping for Bill Cosby when he got released. True. And she applauded it. And she only yeah. apologized because the students at Howard came for her neck. And so she can yep. continue to, you know, be in the good graces of the um of Howard University alumni and the, mm-hmm. the board and everything and keep her job as the dean of students. She apologized and sent out a a bullcrap apology that was probably done by Chat GPT. I know we didn't have Chat GPT back then, but I feel like Chat GPT wrote that apology. So I say that all to say, I think the smoke that y'all have for Kiki and then attacking her and calling her ghetto and shit like that is weird to me. Yeah, calling her a ghetto weird. city girl is weird to me. So now y'all are a part of the problem because she just mentioned a person, a fake person, a character, a and character. now y'all are attacking her actual character, who she actually is. Y'all are unwell. Speaking of well, make sure that you get our y'all are unwell uh, t-shirts from www.convosftc.com. Lizzie, final thoughts. I think it, we need to go outside a little bit more mm. and um, realize what's important in life mm. <laughs> because this was not that important. There are so many people that didn't like Claire either or it's just not their favorite show. Like the Cosby show wasn't everyone's favorite sitcom. So I, mm. it's just not that deep. <laughs> That's like me. Fresh Prince was not my favorite show. I actually like the reimagination of yeah. Bel Air more than I like the original series. Series. Yeah. I didn't care for I didn't care for the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't you want me, man? Cheesy, like, like corny a little bit. Corny and yeah. cheesy. Fresh Prince was so corny. Corny, 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 corny. That's okay. There's yeah. people out here who don't like Marty. I'm not right, going to tell them, oh, you're, so- a, you're a piece of trash because you don't like Martin. Now, if you've never seen Martin, your black card is revoked. However, <laughs> like, what's really happening here? It's not that deep. Get well soon, guys. Get well soon. Make sure you get our uh, Y'all Are Well shirts off of www.comboftc.com. Yo, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to be back. And, um, yo, Tyler James Williams is sick of y'all niggas. So we're going to get back. Uh, we're going to come back after break and we're going to talk about it. You're listening to Cowboys for the Coach. I'm Micah. I'm here with Lizzie and we will be back after this.
Yo, what's good? What's good? I know that you're loving the show, but before you move on, I need you to give us a rating and a review. Yes, pull that phone out. Give us a rating and a review. Why? Because when you give us a rate, when you give us a review, this podcast gets pushed out to more people. And I know that you love the combo, so please, please, please let somebody else love the combo as well. That's all. That's all I wanted. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Combos for the Culture. How you feeling, Lizzie? You doing good? Yes, very good. I'm loving yeah. it today. All right. So it's Pride Month, y'all. It's Pride Month. So all y'all who don't like the gays, oh, well, Pride Month, right? So be mad. You got about, what, 25 more days, 20-some more days to be mad, all right? So be mad. Anywho, um, Tyler James Williams of Everybody Hates Chris Fang. Right. Yes. And Abbott Elementary fame. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, the young young brother who's really uh, experiencing a resurgence. Right. In his career. Um, he has something to say. OK. Mm-hmm. He has something to say. He took to Instagram to uh, shut down some rumors because there's been some rumors lately. Right. Right. He's the latest, ooh, I think he's gay. And these rumors come from not just the straights, the straight people, right? Mm-hmm. These rumors come from the gays, too. They're out here, ooh, he's one of us. Oh, yeah, I bet. Blah, 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 all right? It's just weird, right? Yeah. So he says, he says, usually I wouldn't address stuff like this, but I feel like it as a conversation is bigger than me. I'm not gay. But I think the culture of trying to, quote, find some kind of hidden trait or behavior that a closeted person lets slip is very dangerous. Overanalyzing someone's behavior in an attempt to catch them directly contributes to the anxiety a lot of queer and queer questioning people feel when they fear living in their truth. It makes the most pedestrian of conversations and interactions in spaces and interactions and spaces feel less safe for our gay brothers and sisters and those who may be questioning. Listen, he may not be gay, but he is reading you for filth like he is, okay? Yes. <laughs> He's reading y'all for filth, if y'all don't know. It yeah. also reinforces, and this is an educated read, which to me is the best type of read, right? Oof. Best type of read. He said it also reinforces an archetype. Come on, many straight men have to live under that is oftentimes unrealistic, less free, and limits individual expression. I've been very clear about the intentionality I try to put into using my platform to push back against those archetypes every chance that I get. Come on, black boy joy. Being straight doesn't look one way. I'm going to say that again. Flip it and reverse it. Being straight doesn't look one way. Being gay doesn't look one way. Speaking of that, we actually talked about this very extensively on the latest episode of the Black Gay Agenda podcast. Very first episode was the mask versus femme agenda. So if you're listening to this and you want to educate yourself so you're not out here sounding ignorant, go ahead, hit the link in the bio, right? In the show notes and you can listen to it, okay? Back to what Tyler had to say. And what may seem like harmless fun, come on, and a conversation 
may actually be sending a dangerous message to those struggling with the real issues. So y'all who said that made this whole entire this a guy who made this whole entire dissertation about um, Tyler James Williams and Duran Bernard being saying that they would make a great couple. Blah 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 blah. He's talking to you. Just in case you didn't know, because y'all was and then. Y'all was all keen in the comments, like, oh, yeah, I see it. I see it. And this is, I'm talking to my LGBTQ family there. Anywho, I refuse to inadvertently contribute to that message. Happy Pride to all of my queer and questioning brothers, sisters, and individuals. I pray that you feel seen in ways that make you feel safe in the celebration that is this month. As an ally, I continue to be committed to assisting in that where I can and helping to cultivate a future. We're all accepted and well, we're all are accepted and given permission to be ourselves. Lindsay, before I get into it, I want to hear your thoughts about what he had to say. There's people yeah. who say he shouldn't have had to say it, that he should just ignore it. And then there's still people out here saying, oh, he's definitely hiding it. That's After reading all of that. This, it's a problem for me either way. I feel like people are so obsessed with what other people do that it's like damaging, right? And I think a lot of the people, again, like I've said before, y'all be on the internet and you've never done anything mm -hmm. in your life. And so you don't know what it's like to have the pressure put on you. You consume content you don't create. You are not an actor. You have just a, a pretty average existence. Um, and that's okay, right? We talked about mediocre, you can be mediocre. Um, but the thing about it is that when you're in the public eye, we have these weird like requirements for people that are public figures, actors, celebrities, whatever they are. And then we take a part of their life and we try to say, this is what must be happening. And it can feel horrible on the side of the person that is being examined. And some of y'all feel like you have the right to do it because you're like, well, you put yourself in that position. Like, because they're gifted and talented in a way that you could never succeed, you have this obsession about every area of their life. So for one, I feel like that's super inappropriate. It is not okay to make yourself um, or center yourself around someone else's life or a personal part of their life. So the fact that he literally had to make a statement means that to me that it was really bothering him. Um, I think one of the comments that I saw too was someone saying like, he's so tender. Um, it's it, They were talking about personality traits mm -hmm. um, as a caring man that he is, right? And I think for me, that's horrible. And this is why we're always talking about on this podcast, y'all wanna run up against roughnecks. You don't mm -hmm. want the range of black men, right? Like he's a tender, caring, kind man. So then you want to say that, oh, he's in this category because he can't possibly be a masculine straight man. I think that that is probably something that he wouldn't want to experience. And also, I think it's none of our business, right? Like we make things our business. I've had friends that have been in a range of um, experiences when it comes to their sexuality. And I've never asked them, like, I've let them come and share that with me. I've let mm -hmm. them come and take create a space that is safe for them to speak with me about it. And so I think a lot of times we're getting it wrong because we just want to have the like nosy energy of like, let me know, tell me what it is, give me this experience. I own a piece of this information or like the hiding it thing. That to me is so over the top, extra, 
we need to have a lot of help um, with what we know is our business versus what is someone else's business. Mm -hmm. And this isn't for the, the space of being safe. This is for the space of just knowing information. So I, I hate that he had to make the statement, whatever the circumstance may be, it's not my business. <laughs> it's yeah, not my business. And, and the hiding it is just so weird to me, right? Um, right. Because it's none of your business at the end of the day. It's not your mm -hmm. business. Um, and like you said, like people can't have any type of pri private life. Like, and, and we, I mean, we saw this with the whole stuff with people like going out of their way, really, really feeling that they need to know what's really going on with Jamie Foxx and that they deserve to know what's going on with Jamie Foxx. And it's like, it's not your business, losers. Um, so <laughs> the, 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 the thing is this for me, right? The thing uh, for it with me is, Mm. It goes back to our obsession as a culture with toxic masculinity, right? Yeah. Because he's soft and he likes to dress and take care of himself. Like I said on the Black Gay Agenda last week, good hygiene doesn't mean gay. Hello? Yeah. Just because y'all don't like to you know, wash your face and brush your teeth just because you got a bunch of dirt underneath your fingernails and then you try to slide the nasty fingers in your woman, um, giving her yeast infections, right? Just because y'all got dookie stains in your drawers because you don't want to <laughs> use baby wipes because uh, they're quote-unquote gay. Like, all of these things, just because you take care of yourself, you, you fail to take care of yourself, doesn't mean that somebody who does take care of themselves is quote-unquote gay. That's first. Also, when it comes to, you know, treating women right, being well-mannered, right? Uh, not being aggressive 24-7, being able to show emotions, being able to affirm others who may not live like you. That doesn't mean that you're yeah. gay, right? We have to get out of the mindset of there's only one, like you talked about, there's only one archetype for a Black man. Because, right. you know, I say it all the time, black people aren't a monolith. We're not. Mm -hmm. There's many, many, many ways to show up as a black person, simply existing. That's it. Right. So we have to it's normalize. Troubling. That's why you said what? I said it's troubling. Like it's yeah. really troubling to me because it's like, because because some of the comments are really like, oh, well, he cares too much. So that means that he's that he can't be like one or the other. Like that's that's wild right. to me and it's dangerous because it teaches women to not look for the man who is caring, that will listen to them, who's gentle. Like, be gentle with me. I don't need you to be rough like that. Like, but th this is also like what we're training women to believe. Mm. Is that like, oh, look with a side eye, look suspicious. Like, oh, he's a little too goofy. He's a little too much fun, right? He dances a little bit too much. Like, what are you talking about? So he can't have fun now? That That's weird to me. It's weird. And we have to stop policing people's happiness, right? And just people, we gotta stop policing people in general. It's weird. Yeah. Like, it's really weird. Y'all get on this internet for real, for real. And y'all do entirely too damn much. And it's like, these people are strangers. These people are complete, complete strangers. And I don't like it. Okay. So do me a favor and, um, just stop being an asshole, right? 
<laughs> yeah. Please stop being an asshole. All right, so um, let's let, let let's continue to talk about um, you know, people overstepping their boundaries, especially with celebrities, and just feeling like they have access to say whatever they want. Um, so, you know, Lizzo last week was attacked a lot about her weight, right? Somebody just yeah. woke up and talked about her um, being fat and like all this other crazy stuff, right? And then Lizzo mm -hmm. like clapped back and she had a series of tweets talking about, you know, she's sick of it. She even talked about maybe, um, what's the word? She's just tired of the body shaming. And she even said like, yeah. this makes her wanna stop doing music, right? Now, this show on that I watch over, well, I don't watch it, I'm not gonna lie, but I've seen it. Uh, the correspondents be correspondent and they send it to me. They're like, hey, can you talk about this? I love when y'all do that, all right? So um, they sent me a clip from a Fox Soul show, the um, T-G-I-F, right? T-G-I-F. Yeah. Uh, that show is a show with um, Claudia Jordan, uh, Al Reynolds, and uh, Quentin Latham, right? So mm -hmm. I'm going to play a clip. And I want to, I'm going to play a clip, okay? They absolutely should. I say this all the time. So basically, before, before, before I get to this, Claudia, Claudia Jordan actually asked both gentlemen if they feel, um, if they feel like this type of stuff should be expected when you have a platform, okay? Okay. They absolutely should. I say this all the time. It's the price. You live a very privileged life. Public scrutiny is the price for that privileged life. And here's the thing, Lizzo, you can't have it both ways. You can't use your body as a gimmick for popularity and then get mad when people critique you. Kelly Price is overweight. Um, there, uh, there's a lot of people in the business. Amber Riley's overweight and went out on the internet every day calling her fat. You led with your body. You led with your body, Ooh. and then now you don't want the heat from it anymore. You did this. I feel no sympathy whatsoever for Lizzo. Suck it up. I I gotta just say something. There's a parallel to me with the last story in this. We're supposed to celebrate someone and say I'm non-gender conforming, but then a woman that's fat that you say don't lead with that. People are leading with sexuality yeah, now too. I feel like whatever people lead with. That's what they left their thing, right? So if we're gonna give grace to one group, why are we why are we like shitting on like Lizzo? Your because arms, your, because... Sh your shoulder should be broke right now from how far you just reached. I'm not <laughs> your, 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 whole, your whole shoulder right here on this side. I think what I think you you reach you girl you reach. No, because I think down, a lot of times it's very hostile to fat black women on this show. But then we're supposed to be very careful uh, about celebrating a man that wants to be living in truth, wearing nail polish. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say we're hostile to fat black women on this show? Uh, sometimes the tone can be. You've seen the comments. You've seen the comments. We're, we know, we we kind of poke joke. We poke fun a lot. And I'm and I'm gonna throw myself in there. I'm gonna throw myself in there. We are. Well, this is this is my take here, Claudia. Listen, Lizzo has been in the game for 12 years, okay? And the narrative has been the same for all 12 years. Lizzo, this is no longer healthy for you. You have to use cognitive um, exercises to protect yourself emotionally and mentally. One of them is turn off your comments on Instagram. If it's still bothering you to read them, 
turn them off. You have the ability to do that. You also have the ability to unfollow blogs so that you don't have to read this stuff. You have to protect yourself mentally and emotionally. Listen, woman, you're worth $40 million. You have four Grammys. You have a number one show on Amazon called Big Girls. You have, uh, what, two two number one hits you have undergarments getting for oversized women you sold out worldwide you sold millions of records come on like if you have a problem with the comments protect yourself from it stop reading them that's what i had to do first of all al reynolds you are nowhere in the stratosphere of a lizzo first of all lizzie Oversized is wild, bro. First of all, Yiddy is for all shapes and sizes. I think it goes from size two to like 24 or 30, uh, 32 or something like that. So he's inaccurate. Secondly, turning off your comments, uh, trying to ignore, that doesn't work, right? Thirdly, she has tried to shift from the narrative. And then we've had situations where one of the people we've drugged the most here, Kanye West, brought her up for no reason. For no reason, he talks about her. For no Harry reason. Spears. Yes, Ari Spears, right? It's a constant joke about her weight or that what she needs to do with her weight. Like some of y'all are so bothered, but you have high blood pressure. Some of you are so bothered, but you have heart disease and you don't even know because you think that you're so thin or you're so good looking that you don't even take care of your health. The Big Girl Show is about like, like plus size women that can dance, right? Because we like to think that someone that is not the typical European shape can't do something like dance and be a professional dancer and do it well. So I think like this is a ridiculous, outrageous thing to say that she can't have a feeling about her body. She wants to show her body in different ways that people don't like when you're not a size four, when you're not a size six tops, right? Like I'm tired of people bullying Lizzo and saying that she can't have a feeling about her weight. Like that, I'm just going to always stand 10 toes down on it. I hate it. Question, question Lizzie. Mm -hmm. um, can we, can we, can we, can we get, um, can we get personal here? Yeah, for sure. Okay. You know, I always ask for consent. Um, yeah, yeah. Something that Trey Songs doesn't do, or Bill Cosby, who uh, Felicia Rash Felicia Rashad uh, went ahead and defended. Okay, but y'all don't want to yeah. talk about that. You want you want to drag Kiki for saying that. Anyways, um, <laughs> I always ask for consent. Yeah. Um, you shared your journey with your weight on social media, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Um, at your um, what's the right term to use? Heaviest weight. Uh huh. Okay, because you don't say biggest and largest. Those just sound really no. bad. At yeah. your heaviest weight, what were you? 275 pounds. Okay. Now, you would say that you were unhealthy? Yes, for sure. Okay. I was, because I'm 4'11". So okay. my body weight index just should be around like 98 to 115. Okay. So... Did you, what was it that made you say, you know what, I want to lose the weight? I couldn't breathe. Like I couldn't, I was not well, like physically I was getting pneumonia a lot. Mm -hmm. I just had a lot of like issues with sickness mm -hmm. and a lot of it like was that I could not just like walk down the street during an outreach and pass out flyers and without being uncomfortable. Like my body had pain in it all the time. So that's why I say like it was about what size I'm supposed to be for my body frame as well. Mm -hmm. Not like just that 
I'm not skinny. It's literally like it was killing me. Do you think, from your opinion, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think that Lizzo is at an unhealthy weight? I don't think I can give an opinion to it because mm. I'm not in her body, right? I'm not a doctor for one. I'm not in her body. Um, I know that Samira online too is a plus size, amazing, phenomenal singer, um, more of an influencer. She, it's the same thing. She goes to the doctor. She tells people like my doctor said that I'm, I'm at a good place, but I can't give an opinion because I'm not in her body. Okay. That's fair. Um, I just looked up real quick. I don't know if this is true because it's the internet, but the internet is saying that she's um, five foot ten, so almost uh-huh. six foot, um, and three hundred and nine pounds. Okay. Um, so that's ha- that's heavy, but mm-hmm. at the same time, watching her perform and then sing in the way that she does, she don't sound she don't sound winded. You feel me? Right. There's yeah. people out here who's a buck twenty, right? Mm-hmm. Some of the some of these girls out here now, and they do a little one two step, and they're winded. Yeah, and she goes over that on big girls. Like she talks about to the dancers about endurance. One girl was really winded all the time, mm-hmm. and she was like, "As a dancer, you have to have stamina." She works out, you know, like that's what we know. I think mm-hmm. that it's also this thing of aesthetic. Like there's a group of people online that don't like cellulite or anything. And mm-hmm. Lizzo also talks about like, she's okay with cellulite. She's also okay with sagging in different areas. She's like, I'm a woman, I'm growing older. My body is my body. People don't like, it's a double factor here. Cause people don't like women's bodies to be imperf- imperfect. And the truth is, is when, when you have larger breasts, they're going to sag. So yeah. she doesn't try, even with Yiddy, to make it where they're going to sit up like plastic surgery. So I think that has a lot about it, too. She doesn't suction every red carpet, like with extra spanks on and things like mm-hmm. that. And that's not an aesthetic in general American society that we're willing to accept from women. Because we want perfection and we want young. We don't want maturing, hormonal having a baby, anything like that, you know? It's crazy because a lot of the people, can I, can I be real, Lizzie? <laughs> I'm scared, but yes. <laughs> so a lot of people who sit here and they're making fun of Lizzo because of her weight, and y'all sitting here calling her fat and she's obese and like all of these things, can I be real with them for a second? A lot of yes. y'all sitting here talking about Lizzo and her weight, your mama is fat as hell. Yo, yo, granny is fat as hell, right? Yo, granny smells like Crisco and fat back, okay? Yo, sister is fat as hell, right? Your girlfriend and or wife, fat as hell. But you have the audacity to call Lizzo fat. Now, I say that. Not to be rude, not to be offensive, not because I think that our culture is extremely fat phobic, right? I, I feel like society yeah, sure. is extremely fat phobic. So hear me when I say this. Hear my heart when I say this. What I'm saying is there's people who struggle with their weight that we know mm-hmm. our mothers. So I said it in that way so you could be like, oh, what did you just call my mama fat? Yeah. What you just call Liz, you sitting here dragging Liz up and down. Like, so yes. In our lives, our family, our friends, our loved ones, 
there are people who struggle with their struggle with their weight, right? And you'd be mm-hmm. so offended if somebody if, if if somebody said about your mama, your granny, your sister, your wife, your girlfriend, your child, because some of y'all right. kids out here walking around looking like the clumps, right? Uh huh. If somebody said any of the stuff that you say about Lizzo, you'd be ready to fight. But y'all right. think because you don't know someone and because they're in the public eye, then you have the right to say that. To this man who said that Lizzo's whole entire gimmick is being fat. No, it's not. No. Her gimmick is being free. Her, mm-hmm. her gimmick is black joy. Her gimmick yeah. is making music that everybody could have fun to, right? Yeah. Have fun listening to. Y'all didn't like that. Y'all said that the, the discourse last year was Lizzo makes music for white people. It's Lizzo, my, yeah. is her music my, my cup of tea? Not necessarily, but I don't think it's for white people. No. She makes pop I think music. It's yeah. Pop. Tina Turner, rest her soul. If we really want to be honest, for a lot of y'all, Y'all would probably be tweeting back in the day if there was Twitter around or if she was an artist now. Y'all wouldn't rock with Tina Turner because she really right. didn't make traditional black music, even though she did because rock and roll is, we. I mean, we created rock and roll. They just stole it like everything else they steal. But, um, and by, yeah, by they, I mean whites. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. it's, it's always something and I feel like Lizzo is easy to hate on. Lizzo's become yeah. a punching bag. And I don't like that. It's not a gimmick. It's a message, by the way. And I think mm. they don't like that either because everybody has like an agenda or motive and what they do. But Lizzo's message is always to help other people feel uh, secure in who they are and affirmed in their identity. And I mm. think that is why they see her as so dangerous. Like there's literally women that go to her shows and end up crying when she talks, when she sings that song um, where she says, in case nobody told you today, you're special. And they're like, Mm -hmm. somebody sees us and somebody looks like us. And truly, the real fight right now is about representation of all people. And I think that she's taking the most hits in the area of weight, in the area of aesthetics Mm -hmm. and appearance. Um, I can't say that I know another artist that is literally cannot breathe without the blows coming. Uh, But I I think that we should encouraging Lizzo to continue on in her journey and supporting Giddy especially um, Mm -hmm. because Giddy is the competition to skims. And so, you know, I don't know why people in our community are going up for skims and wear that constantly when Giddy has um, literally made a mark for our community specifically. So that's how I think we can support Lizzo in this time. I, I, and we're going to go to break after this. I kind of parallel it to how a lot of people feel about Lil Nas X, right? A lot of people yeah. feel like what I feel like when you're comfortable in yourself, right? People will have a problem with it, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why a Frank Ocean is more accepted than a Lil Nas X by the masses, right? And yeah. that's both straight and gay communities, right? Because mm-hmm. um, you know he's more palatable. Yeah, he's more palatable. We want people to tone down their selves. We want Lil Nas to tone it down. Don't be so gay. Don't be so flamboyant, right? Tone it down. Make other people comfortable. Lizzo, put on more clothes. Don't show so much skin. You could be big, but you should be big like, and then they'll like point to a Amber Riley. 
they'll point but to. But that's not fair because Amber Riley did a whole thing about losing weight online. Yes. And getting into Riley shape for her health. Dress. She doesn't dress. I'm telling you that's what true. it is. She yeah, doesn't. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't dress as provocative. So it's more palatable. The same way Lil Nas X is. I mean, Frank Ocean is more palatable than a Lil yeah. Nas X because it's in your face, right? And then everybody says, oh, he's really not like that for real. It's a gimmick. It's a gimmick. Could these be gimmicks? Yes. But could that just be them expressing themselves? Yes. Nobody gave a damn when Lady Gaga was out here expressing herself wearing full-on meat suits. Right. They they applauded it, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing with, you know, Young Miami. Oh, that's an act. She needs to tone herself down. If she really wants to take Carisha, please, to the next level, she needs to learn how to be more subdued and more professional and less ghetto. You know who I feel would say things like this? Who? Claire Huxtable. <laughs> With her uppity self, yes, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa, you went to Baltimore to see Lizzo doing everything that she was doing. She was doing too much. Yeah, that's how I feel about it, though, Lizzie. Yeah, no, I feel you. Same page here on this one. Wow, look at this. We are not disagreeing this week. <laughs> Which is aw- it's it's rare. It's rare. Oh my it's god. It's rare that we don't disagree. My god. Look at us. We're, we're gonna keep it going, y'all. We got one more uh topic to hit on. And like I said, we took you up and we're gonna take you down. Oh, we don't sing abusers. No, music. we don't sing that guy. Um <laughs> but we will be back after. Friday around 9 p.m., Ajika A.J. Owens, a mother of four, was shot and killed by an unidentified woman in Ocala, Florida. According to civil rights attorney Ben Crump, who is now representing the Owens family, A.J.'s children, who are 3 to 12 years old, were playing in a field next to an apartment complex when a 58-year-old white woman allegedly began yelling at them to get off her land and calling them racial slurs. According to Crump's statement, the children left, but accidentally left behind an iPad, which the woman took. When one of the kids tried to retrieve it, the woman threw it, hitting the boy and cracking the screen. Ms. Owens walked across the street to speak to the woman. But Crump's office says when she knocked on the door, the neighbor allegedly shot her through the closed front door. The bullet hole is shown here in photos provided by Crump's law firm. <clears throat> this happened last Friday. Um... Here we go again, right? Here, 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 again. Here, here we go again. Um, this happened last Friday, as I said. Um, Who? This happened in Florida. Florida, obviously notorious for the bullshit. Um, all I have to say is George Zimmerman and Trayvon Martin, also in Florida. They had these ridiculous stay your ground laws. Um, yeah. This morning, however. This morning, um, this white devil, um, can I say that? No, you cannot say that. Why? <laughs> I mean, I guess you can. She uh, actually is a white devil, though. <laughs> yeah. Like, not all white people are white devils, but she mm-hmm. is a white devil. Yeah. Not yeah. all black people with good jobs are uppity, but guess mm-hmm. what? Some... <laughs> Like Claire Huxtable, she's uppity. Because she's an evil woman. That's true. She is evil, yes, and that's demonic. I get it. And that's demonic. So that's why mm-hmm. I say the white devil. I don't say it in the way of 
uh, Minister Farrakhan or <laughs> or, or Dr. Um, Umar or Dr. Umar swimming in the milk of magnesia. Okay, I don't say it like that, but I say she's a devil. And obviously, I was being salacious for the purposes of yeah. this podcast. But um, yeah. Susan Lawrence, um, she was arrested this morning. Um, now the police. Arrested. The police chief, uh, and she was she was arrested um, on I want to say uh, manslaughter, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, on charges. Um, the police officer, and it's crazy, this happened on Friday. And she's just now being arrested on Wednesday. Uh, the police yeah. chief has said prior to that they were looking for more information and seeing, um, you know, if it was something that she needed to be arrested for. But the community. Mm-hmm. Um, they knew the community was going to tear some shit up. That's yeah. why I think they arrested her because the community was starting to add pressure. And right. she got it picked up by CNN and Fox News. And, well, Fox News probably didn't mm-hmm. pick it up. Uh, CNN and, um, you know, the blogs and everything. So they they wanted to not, make, they wanted to make sure that the people didn't tear the city up, right? So they went ahead and they arrested her. Now, one thing that I do want to highlight that an arrest means absolutely nothing. Her being arrested does nothing for me because we've seen this before. Same old song and dance. White person oversteps their boundaries, kills an unarmed black man or woman, right? They get arrested only after there's an outcry from the public. And then when it comes time for the case, they're found not guilty or they're found guilty, but on some bullshit, minor charges. And then they get a really soft sentencing. So, So I feel no type of way about her being arrested, first of all. Mm-hmm. Also, we've already seen GoFundMe's um, put up in support of her. Yeah. Um, Oof. What bothers me here is this is a mother who yeah. went, a mother of, what they say, three, who Four. went out and she was doing what a mother should do. Right. Protecting her children, mm-hmm. like y'all, like she she was protecting her children. You know, Florida is a very um, anti-pro-life. Uh, well, no, pro. What are they? They're pro-life. They're Florida. pro-life. They're pro-life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're very pro-life, and it's um, she did what y'all want people to do, right? You want them right. to have those babies, and then not only have those babies, but then, well, that really all y'all really want them to do is have the baby. You don't care what happens after that. But she, yeah. from every every account that I've read and heard people talk about her, she's a phenomenal mother, right? Phenomenal mother. Yeah. Kids were playing in the field next to this woman's house. Apartment. It wasn't even... Apartment. Huh? She, it's apartment. It said it was apartment buildings. So, so they're playing in the field. You don't own this field. I know white people, I know yeah. y'all are used to thinking that y'all own fields, right? <laughs> <laughs> I I, I I know that you think, but it's not slavery anymore. You don't own the field, right? Mm-hmm. So if these kids are playing in your field, it's not your field. I don't even know why I said okay. that. Like it's not your field. So that's 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 one. Okay, that's one. Um, the kids were playing. You were your old evil bitter ass was mad at it. You throwing things at the children, throwing an iPad at a child. It's crazy at your big age of 58. What's yeah. wrong with you? So then for you to 
shoot this woman when she comes to figure out why you assaulted her child because that's what you did for you to be a coward and shoot her through the door it's unfathomable to me and i don't know what to feel because i'm angry i'm sad but i'm also numb because i'm like oh that this is america that's why i'm wearing this shirt and this shirt is not for sale you can never get this shirt it's something that i made some years back and i stopped selling it so this is in the moment where i'm being like be simone and profiting off of somebody's death which i'm not but i had to wear the shirt today because it says america with three k's was never great this is a picture that i took this was the last picture that i took back june something i forget what it was um in 2020 um during the george floyd and brianna taylor protest this is the last picture that i took prior to me getting arrested when i Mm -hmm. didn't do anything and that day was a day that i could have i could have been killed that day yeah that video is very visceral yeah of you doing nothing with my hands up yeah what did i do why are you arresting me right Mm -hmm. um and I think about that. That's something that replays over and over in my mind as I was sitting in the back of the paddy wagon for like two hours in the hot ass sun with no water. Mm-hmm. I thought about Freddie Gray. Yeah. I thought about countless names, right? When I was in the jail cell, I thought about Sandra Bland and I was like, yo, what did they do me like they do her? And then say that yeah. I killed her. Yeah. So that's why I wore this today because America was never great. Not for black people. No. This is surprised me, Lizzie. Like, this is what white people do. And then they say, what do we say so many times? I fear for my life. I fear for my life. I fear for my life. That's like the buzzword that they say. If they say that they, what is so scary about black people that causes you to quote unquote fear for your life? Just say that you're evil. And that's why right. I said at the top of this that. She's a white devil. Yeah. Because she is. I think for me, it's like there's a lit, there's an ongoing going list that even as we've done this podcast, now it's the second year, like of things that we can't do in America because this is a very normal human human interaction. Like the some of the comments to me are troubling from different communities where they're like, well, she didn't have to go talk to her about the iPad, she didn't have to go. Like, how many times are we going to say that the per- if the person hadn't reacted, then they wouldn't have been killed? I don't understand why if she was so afraid that even how they love to call the police, she could have just called the police and let the police done some- did something. I don't like that either, but you started some, and here's the thing, in these circumstances, they get to finish it because who knows if they're going to actually have justice for this killing it's a killing it was not self-defense right the she went out of her way to bother children she lives in an apartment this is not property that is hers it is not anything she had a right to speak to or to say and why are you speaking to other people's children anyways right when i've had problems with kids on the street that my parents live on i know where those parents are at and i'm like hey they tearing something up I go to the parent or I wait till the parent gets home, right? But you thought you had a right to speak to four black children and then to damage their property. Like that needed to be addressed. 
But mm-hmm. here's another thing that we just can't do because it may end up being that we die. And I don't understand why this mother is dead, but I also do feel numb like you today, Micah. Like even when you sent me the story, I was like, okay, another one. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like sometimes nothing, I cry. Right? Yeah, like sometimes I'm up, like sometimes I get very viscerally upset. Like when the young man was shot, when he went to go pick up his siblings, that one, mm-hmm. like I, I kind of bald cried about it. But this one I was like, sounds about right and that was really a bad reaction to have that's a very bad because it's a life lizzie it's a life that will forever be gone that will she's never coming back those kids will never ever ever see their mother again her mom will never see her daughter again her siblings will never see their sister again but yeah we see this so much that it's just like literally we read it like uh next Right. Like, because people how are like, oh, over an of... iPad. Yeah. Like, and you like said it's something. her fault. You said, you said something like, you said that some people in the comments, like, she should call the police. For what? So they could shoot her? Because right. we've seen that before. The mm-hmm. person who calls the police, the police get there and shoot and kill them. Right. Not too long ago, there was a boy. I forget. And it's so hard, I can't keep up. There was a boy who called yeah. the police. And as soon as the police came, they shot the boy who called the police. Right. Make it make sense. But I, I still am frustrated. I think the other emotion here is frustration because I don't honestly know the solution. And I think even for me this year, traveling to other countries, like I don't see police presence. I don't see people using as much weaponary force in other countries, right? And I think that America really does have a problem and we're not willing to face the problem or be a solution to the problem. So I think that's where part of my numbness comes from is because it's like, okay, but what are what are we actually gonna do? Nothing is what I feel like this is. And so it's like, yeah, we can all rally behind this and get support, but is the killer going to actually suffer any consequences and i think i'm tired of that like i i'm i'm tired of the same go around uh and the bait and switch and even the media around it i will say too like they pick up the stories but then it's just like something to talk about versus we need actual change i know what needs to happen i know what needs to happen Mm -hmm. And I hate to say this, America Mm -hmm. has never accomplished anything. They've never attained anything, right? Without the, without violence, right? Everything that this country has ever gotten has come through violence. There has to be a point, and I know people are gonna be like, oh, how could you say something like this? But I don't think anything's gonna change until there's violence. That's true. The history proves it. Like, and this isn't me telling black folks to take up their arms and go attack white folks, but <clears throat> we know historically until it affects them, it doesn't affect anybody. Mm. Yeah. The war, like, you know, the war on drugs and how drugs have been until white people started having overdoses, they didn't care about it. It wasn't yeah. a problem. 
then when white folks started over the ODN, it was like, oh my God, we have a drug problem in America. No, there's yeah. a big drug problem. You, you look at stuff like in Flint, Michigan, the only reason why, because their water was dirty for years. Their water was poisoned for years. But until it got yeah. into the white community, that's when it got out and it became a big deal and something that had to be fixed. Yeah. I don't know what I'm even saying with I know what I'm saying with this. And that's how I feel. Yeah. I'm not for violence. But at the same time, I understand that's the language that people hear. Mm -hmm. I understand yeah. when 2020, when folks went out there and really started tearing stuff up for real, for real. Yeah. They listened. Did they listen 100%? No. But they listened more than the whole peaceful. Ain't gonna let nobody turn me around. Turn me around. Turn me around. Ain't gonna let nobody turn me around. I'm just sick of a marching. I'm sick of a praying, Lord. March. I'm sick of all of that. Mm -hmm. Sick of it. Because it's a cycle. Yeah. Let's go march. Yeah. Well, let's, let's pray. For what? Nothing's changing. Nothing's changing. Nothing has ever changed. The work that my dad did in his generation, they were hit with rocks. My dad told me a story one time. He was just walking to school. White boys came around. They were like on a bus or on their bikes and just threw rocks at them. Big ass rocks. Yeah, they were... Yeah, threw rocks at him. And my dad's option was to, okay, I'm going to whoop this white boy's ass. But then, mm -hmm. in especially living in Mississippi, you yeah. run the risk of they coming lynching. back, rolling, yeah, rolling back around and lynching you. Mm -hmm. Like, same shit's happening nowadays. But I feel like they have more protections. Which is crazy to think about. Right. And we should be past this, but we're not. We're not. And it just keeps happening. Whether it's uh, a police officer doing it or a vigilante Batman wannabe trying to do it. True. Like, it's ridiculous. And I remember a couple of years ago when in New York City, when I don't remember, and this is, I'm not advocating this at all. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Hear me when I say this, hear my heart. But people are like, oh, there's a serious issue. There's a problem going on when those police officers started getting picked off. Do you remember that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I am telling y'all, if this shit keeps up, we're going to see some real life purge type situations going on in this country. That is where the country is headed. Yes. That is where America is headed if we don't fix what's going on. Because people mm -hmm. get tired. When I was out there and I was, it was literally after I got locked up, I had gotten released and I um, was over by my crib and I was walking to the store while all the, a lot of the looting and all of that was happening. Yeah. 
And what I saw now, there was some people there who were like just doing it because everybody else was doing it, right? But what I saw from a lot of it was people who were hurt, people who were angry, people who were sick and tired of being sick and tired. And they said, Mm -hmm. fuck it. That's what they said. They said, we're going to tear this shit up. Now, I didn't care for some of it being done in our own communities because I say, if you're going to tear shit up, tear their shit up, not Mm -hmm. our stuff. Because y'all breaking into Walgreens, you feel me? That's the medicine for people in in our community that they weren't getting. That's the baby food that our babies needed. But then tear their stuff up because we were angry. We were angry. We were angry. And I understand it. And what I'm telling you, what I feel like, if this continues, the way it's continuing, the way it's going, there's going to be a time where people don't care anymore. And it's going to be blood for blood. Yeah. I don't want that to happen. Yeah, I just, I I can foresee that too, in a way. Or another moment where it just becomes too much, you know? Like... I think my final thoughts on it would be, unfortunately, I, I always feel like I have to tell my family members and even myself, like, be really, really, really wise to stay alive. Wow. Um, and right now, it's unfair and it's been unfair, but it's at an extreme degree that it's more important for life to be unfair so life can continue. And so as angry as you may be, and as human as we all may be, I would rather you stay alive mm. to possibly be able to fight instead of being one of these instances. And I think that there needs to be a rise of actual activists that do work like Micah, that do work like the Justin Joneses and the Justin Pearsons and people outside of political office to actually be bold and courageous with actual strategy. And I think part of the reason a lot of people in our community are so tired of hearing like thoughts and prayers or we need to pray is because people aren't praying and coming out with strategy from God of how to actually move and what to do. They're just praying as a coping mechanism, but God speaks. He still speaks, he always has. And so I want to know where the actual people in this area of society are and why they're not changing the world. But as for like all of us, we need to be incredibly wise in how we navigate normal human interactions and think about what could actually happen if I try to see this through. Because it is not fair right now. And I feel like there's an assault that has gotten worse and worse. So, so be wise. Mm. My heart is with um, Ajika, AJ Owens, um, her children, her family. Um, this didn't have to happen. This yeah. didn't have to happen. I hope that justice is served. But at the end of the day, even when justice is served, it isn't. Yeah. Because no, no amount of years this woman could be sentenced to and no m- amount of settlement money that this family can be awarded will bring mm-hmm. back these children's mothers. And as somebody who lost their mom, and I was blessed to have 14 years with my mom, um, obviously I wish I had more, you feel me? Yeah. But 
as somebody who lost their mother and I've had to navigate life without a mom, that shit sucks. Mm -hmm. So I feel for the kids because they're never going to have that again. And these are yeah. younger kids. I think the older was like 11. Yeah, and they were just playing. And like, think about that. You're just playing in a field and all of a sudden your mom got killed because of it. And you like saw that's it. therapy that's going to be needed. Yeah, and you saw it. This is traumatic, life-altering. Yeah. So don't mean to bring you guys down, y'all. Don't mean to bring you guys down, but you know, we love to talk about the fun stuff, right? The fun stuff, the fun stuff. And even though we talk about that stuff, we even we have parallels to other things. We we talk about the bigger issue, but one thing that we'll always do at Conference for the Culture is make sure that we're talking about the important stuff, the things that matter, having the tough conversations, having the hard conversations. We are always gonna do that here at Conference for the Culture, regardless of who's here. We're going to do that, period, 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 okay? Mm -hmm. Um, whew, that was, that was, that was a lot. Yeah. That was a lot. But listen, I want to appreciate you. Now I want to appreciate you. I want to thank everybody who rocks with the show, like, for real, for real, for real, for real, for real. It means a lot, y'all. We out here, we doing it. We're in season two. Um, you know, this has been a journey. I'll leave it at that. This has been a journey, but, um. We 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 making it what happened and we making it work. It feels good when people like hit me up and be like, yo, I really love what you're doing. I love the conversation that you guys are having. So we're here. Combos for the culture ain't going nowhere. Michael's not going nowhere. Um, we're gonna continue to build this platform. And um, you know, what God put together can nobody tear apart. Huh? Hello. <laughs> so we're not gonna tear it apart, y'all. We're not gonna tear it apart. Lizzie, talk to the people. Where can the people find you? You guys can follow me everywhere at Lizzie, L-I-Z-Z-Y, no McGuire, P as in Paul, L-A-W-T-O-N. It's Lizzie P. Lawton everywhere. And if you like traveling, uh, you can look, check out Traveling Wall Mixed. And um, yeah, those are my major things. And also there is Phenomenal Woman, which is a podcast that Micah helped me start. And um, we're going through the season of Love is Blind. And this week's episode is all about sex. So you're gonna wanna check it out. Talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Let's talk about all the good things that can be. Let's talk about all right, you can check me out at It's Micah B on Instagram. It's Micah B on Twitter um, and TikTok, I guess. Now, just Twitter and Instagram, It's Micah B. I also follow Convos for the Culture on Instagram, y'all. Make sure that you leave a rating and a review. If you've never left the show, a rating and review. If you've never left the show, a rating and review. Please do so. So we have like 40 ratings and reviews over there, but then we have some episodes that be like 80 listens, 100 listens, uh, 125 yeah. listens. So what I'm saying is, let's go ahead and go the extra mile. I would really, 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 really appreciate it, okay? If you just go ahead, take a little bit of your time out today, right? And leave a rating and review. So instead of dragging Lizzo for being overweight like you think she is, Instead of dragging Tyler James Williams for being too feminine as a male, what I need y'all to do is go ahead and use that time that you would type in them comments and make them mean, nasty tweets, right? 
then time that you would take the mean nasty tweets and tell me that I need to capitalize the B in black instead of just put it lowercase. Just take that same energy and shift on over and give us a rating and a review. Okay? Capiche? Capiche. This has been another week of Convos for the Culture. I'm your host, Michael Butler. I'm here with the amazing, the incomparable Lizzie P. Lawton, and we will see you next, next week. Time.